You're listening to the Beyond Limits Morning Show featuring Paul Armstrong and Corey Smith with positive, encouraging stories and Christ-centered messages. Join us as Beyond Limits starts now. And good Wednesday morning, everybody listening on WHIG-TV, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever other social media outlet you can think of. This is Corey here with the Beyond Limits crew. Paul is out again today, but I am joined by a very special guest, Pastor Roger Haithcock from Rose Hill Free Will Baptist Church in Winterville. Sir, how are you this morning? Doing great, man. Good to see you. Dude, it's good to see you, man. I'm so happy you're here with us because we got an outstanding topic to talk about this morning, guys. And as you all know, the Beyond Limits way, we're positive in everything we do. We don't like to talk about controversial topics, but we do like to get the gospel out there, and we like to make sure that nobody is misinformed, and we just like to talk about things left and right, you know. A lot of people think that we can't talk as Christians sometimes. We're always worried about offending people. My answer to that is just don't be, you know, condemning. Just go out there and just spread love and, and just tell the truth, you know, and, and tell them about Jesus and everything will be all right in the end. That's how it should be. So what are we talking about this morning, people? We're talking about church and the relationship a Christian should have with it. Uh, and specifically the title of the show was, Can You Be a Christian and Not a Chin Church? Well, we're here to answer that this morning, give you our two cents on it. And, uh, man, dude. Um, I just can't wait to get in on this because uh, we got a pastor of a local church, and I'm telling you, I know that you, sir, have a lot to talk about on this. I, I feel like I talked to one of your uh, one of your congregation members earlier uh, yesterday, and they were talking. Man, we were just talking about that yesterday. I oh, told yeah. him about our topic today. He's like, we were literally just talking about that. So, uh, how long have you been a church uh, pa- pastor over at Rose Hill? I've been at Rose Hill for 14 years. 14 yep. years, good deal. And uh, I, I'm assuming that you that you love it. Yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah, I, was wait, so, I was waiting for the duck to fall. Yeah, we had Quacks McGee on top of the microphone. That's so funny, by the way. But, yeah, um, so 14 years, yep. and you're originally from South Carolina, correct? Yep. Good deal. Now, what's it like, that uh, North Carolina-South Carolina transition? Because you've been here about half your life, and you was in yeah, South Carolina about half your life. There, uh, I was there 23, and I've been here 24. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very similar. I mean, it's different words. Like, y'all have Beaufort. We have Beaufort. Uh, we had a trunk. Y'all have a boot. You know, know. (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. So, I'm assuming that you grew up in church down in South Carolina. Actually, I did. You did? did? I didn't come to Christ until I was like 22. That's what I'm talking about. You see, that is beautiful right there. So, 22 years old, and now you're here. So, were you in North Carolina at that time? Uh, No, I was was still down in a little place called Florence, South Carolina. I'm I'm familiar with Florence. Okay. My wife was down there. That's not far of the line, right? Yeah, it's about an hour south of the the border. Okay, good deal. All right, yeah. So, that's pretty awesome. Found Christ at 22. Now, you're a lead pastor over at Rose Hill, spreading the good word. And now, I'm sure that you deal with things day in and day out. I'm sure that you – pastors, we we did a segment on it not too long ago about just how much pastors go through behind the scenes and people don't really realize. Phone calls you get, you know, hospital visits. It's not just – planning a sermon um, and then of course you're pegged with questions like we're talking about today church and you know how it is and we all hear the jokes and stuff about how you know pastor sees you out in walmart hey so-and-so ain't seen you in church in a while where you been what's oh, yeah. going on with that you know and you know and and there's you know and they go 
Yeah, they get all wide-eyed, get the you know deer in the headlights look and and all that, and uh, you know I've been guilty of them from a time or two myself. But um, you know I, I I really relate to this topic because I attend a church in Hosky, yeah, and uh, I love it there. And um, with my rotating shifts and whatnot, sometimes it gets hard for me to get there, but I absolutely love it there because you know there is something special about the fellowship with other with other brothers and sisters in Christ that you, I mean you know you don't want to miss out on. I can just say that just as that that's personally my opinion now other people are going to have different you know opinions as well but that's one of the bigger things if i would say one of the positive things about church is that's one of them one of many is just being able to fellowship with other people because there really is a bond and a love there um can you speak on that a little bit what's it like being a pastor and feeling that every sunday morning well yeah it's you know early on when i started I, i i got offended like summer would come and where's everybody at and then i realized that the human cycle we all need breaks we all need to get away yeah um, so, yeah, you, we generally figure out the cycle from Easter slash, uh, was that, Labor Day? Memorial Day. Yeah. Uh, from then until school gets back in, it's kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Tennis goes down, you don't get worried. You know they'll come back when uh, the normal cycle hits. But, you know, you look at the scripture, Moses got away, took a break. Jesus got away, took a break. Uh, Christians get away, take a break. The bigger picture is getting hooked up on is attendance more important than the fellowship yes um, that's good right i like what you're saying right you know because there. there's some folks show up every week but don't get it yeah they're just sitting there taking a spot and well, i went to church 47 times in a row yeah but you're still mean as a snake and <laughs> and got no love and don't mean it ugly i love that no that's that's my that's apology real. to the snake no 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 uh, no 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 but, no keep going that's but yeah what I'm you know because I, I got like you say you go to walmart and see a member like oh yeah my gout cured overnight well you know that's not my problem that's yeah. between them and the lord that's the relationship and, yeah uh, I believe, like anything, you know, the church, we're, we're the members of the body. Christ being the head, he leads the body. We all have a function in the body. Right. Um, you know, I, I was looking for the bigger picture of, well, I, I, I got to say, I know Jesus, but I don't have to go to church at all. Right. The, the big theological question. Right. Which, you know, the outlier to that is, well, there's a thief on the cross beside Jesus. He never had a chance to go to church. He had right. a chance to go to temple. He got to heaven. Yeah. But he went with the Lord. Right. And I've watched it from... Uh, having deathbed confessionals of folks that maybe or maybe not went to church but never got Jesus. Right. I had a lady one time, bless her heart, her father was a missionary his whole life. She she got out to California, no offense to California, but got into some different philosophies. Yeah. And we worked almost 10 years trying to get her to come back to where her, her father brought her up. Right. And it was literally the week before she died, we talked about Jesus. Yeah. And then those moments and those tears, powerful. She took him, powerful. And she went with him. Yeah. And we know where she's at. Yeah. That didn't take away her relationship. I mean, right. Th- th- I think probably some regrets is so many years she went without him. Yeah. Uh, so if those folks said, well, you know, yeah, you could be a Christian and not go to church. Don't quote me on that in the text. Oh, well, I ain't got to go no more. But yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's like the, the, each each part of the body has a function. Right. And without it, the body's not whole. Yeah. You know. So with those folks that say, "Well, I can sit home and, and, and watch it on Google, or I can, I can, I can read my Bible, and get it for myself," it's kind of like, okay. So, if I cut off your pinky, <laughs> no offense. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Come on. I like and I, that. And I throw it out in the yard out there. Well, it's going to have life for a few minutes, right? Right. But eventually, it's going to die because it's got no blood flow. That's right. If a person claims Christ and claims to be His, but they're not attached to His body. 
they're going to perish. That's what I'm talking uh, about. He says he's the vine, we're the branches. In other words, we, we get our life from him. We get it through the fellowship with our brothers and sisters. I get it from folks like Chad and, and from Scott and the other 500 folks I know out there. I get it from Brother Pat down in South Carolina and Brother Julius down there. Folks that just, you know, they've been through it. They're going through it. And yeah. we go through it together. But it's that relationship with, with the King of Kings. Man, dude. You, you, I'm, as, I got a phrase I like to use in here sometimes. It's called about to move some furniture around. Cause you really are preaching the word right now, and that's some good stuff right there. Man said, if I if you cut the pinky off, it's a very good, very good comparison. I like what you're saying because I can tell you, and I'm glad you brought something up. You you mentioned you were talking about, um, basically you didn't say it, but what I what I interpreted was live stream. A lot of people like to live stream yeah. church now. A lot of people like to watch it online, and um, I'm cool with it. I like. I've had to do it sometimes. Yeah. I would much rather get in there and don't get me wrong different churches do different things you know some people like the music is different sure um this preaching style is different the worship style is different no matter what but no matter what i was talking about the comparison about when i first attended temple church here and how Mm -hmm. how i enjoyed it and now the church i attend now that they're two totally different styles of worship however I realize that it, it does me good. It does a body good. If, you, if, you're, if you're a body in Christ, it does you good to be around other bodies with Christ. Oh, yeah. um, and it really is something It speaks to the fellowship. I can honestly say, and I'm not at all downplaying live streaming. Yeah. I think it's awesome because you are still receiving the word, and yeah. I think it's great. It's, 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 it's almost like what we do here at Beyond Limits now. Social media can, can legit be the devil, or you can use it for something good if you're, in, if, you, if you're careful with it. Now, I love live stream, but I tell you there have been days where I was like, man, I still would rather be in church. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather be sitting next to somebody or at least hearing. And I'm not the most vocal worshiper. I'm not. I usually, my style is I usually just sit there and I just close my eyes and I receive it. And there's nothing wrong with the person who does the exact opposite of that. I'm not, a, that's just my style. But I love doing that. Even though I'm not like, you know, you know, jumping up and down and whatnot, I'm still there. I'm in the moment. I feel it. I feel the spirit. And I think it's incredibly important. And I do. So what are we saying this morning? And just like you said, I love what you said you had a disclaimer don't quote me because but i agree with what you said you know i think that you can miss church and what i you know me and my sergeant i'm sure he doesn't mind me mentioning it for him but uh you know scott he 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 was talking about the other day me and him work on the same unit and sometimes he's not able to make it and it's frustrating because you do you want to be there but you know you, you know if you were out till six in the morning I tell you, it's an embarrassing feeling sitting there falling asleep in a pew. Because <laughs> you're sitting yeah. there, your, your girlfriend or your wife, your significant other nudge you like, honey, wake up, you can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know. But, and, hey, props to you because, I mean, if you work a shift, yeah, whether it's law enforcement, work in the hospital, factory, whatever, yeah, and you can drag in on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I've, and I've done it many times, and then sometimes you just boy you beat, and then sometimes you're able to block. You got that 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 little bit of strength and whatnot to get up in there. But um, I I really well, we're talking some good stuff this morning because yeah. people do need to hear this. There's a lot of different opinions. There's a lot of stuff, and I think basically already what we're stating is that you know it, it depends on who you are, what you've got going on, and yes, you can be a Christian and not attend church, but there's just so many benefits. It's like it's just like purchasing a vehicle or, or something like that. And we're talking on a much lower scale, though. Sure. There's always pros and cons to everything that you do. I'm telling you, Corey is saying, I'm not speaking for Pastor Roger. I'm telling you that I love it when I can make it to church. Really? I love it when I can fellowship with other folks. Um, and I, sad to say, there are times that I can't make it every single Sunday. But um, And now, that's what I'd like to be in my next. I know that you've, when you talked about when you first started out preaching, what's it like, like, you know, how does how is your message, whether you've got, um, first of all, how many around about figure? How many people attend Rose Hill? 
Uh, we have a tennis usually around three hundred. Around three, so good size, good size. So what's it like? What's it like? How? What's what's the what's it like going in there, getting behind the pulpit and talking to three hundred people versus one hundred and fifty people? How, what's going through your mind? You've been in the game fourteen years. What's your mindset as a pastor looking at that? Well, been in the game twenty years total. Twenty but, uh, years total. Um, Check yourself, Corey. <laughs> the numbers really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the environment. Um, I've, I've been able, to, I've been blessed to go to speak at our convention in front of five or six hundred people. Um, but when you get in front of God's folks, and those are the sheep He wants you to tend. Yes. You go with a, 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 a diligence and a dedication and a passion that you want to tell them what God wants them to hear, and you want them to leave feeling better and encouraged and excited than when they walked in. Yeah. I mean, the world will beat you down every day. You don't need to come to church and get told how rough it is because, hey, we know how rough it is. Yes. You want somebody to remind you there's hope, there's an anchor, and his name is Jesus. That's right. So so regardless of how my Saturday went, you know, if my team loses on Saturday, I suck it up Sunday morning. It's a different game. I'm in there with Jesus. And I mean, and this is, this is in a sense, this is your life. So I won't even want to say profession. This is your life. Well, it's a so, calling, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a calling. It's and not a so, job. And you are able, as a pastor, to put all that by the wayside, which I think is great to hear because no matter what you do, you're in nursing, you're in policing, whether you're in something else in the medical field, whether you are in sanitation and you pick up garbage, whether you work at a local fast food restaurant, things happen, and sometimes it's hard to get your mind off of your oh, personal yeah. affairs oh, yeah. and do that. But I can, I can I tell you one thing, and I'm glad you mentioned this part, it's hand-in-hand hand, what we're doing right now is, you mentioned and talking about putting all that by the wayside and getting up there and just focusing on what, what your calling is, which is getting the word out there to people yep. and, and then fellowship with other people. I can tell you as, as going to church, one of the reasons why I love physically going to church is because it is one of the few times where, now don't get me wrong, you, sometimes you bring you do bring your problems in there because you need you, you oh, yeah. have to lay them at the cross. That's where you got it. <laughs> that, that's where they go. But that's the comfort in it. You go in there, and that's why it's so, and I'm not saying you can still do the same thing in the confines of your own home, live streaming, you can get, you can go to God and worship and prayer, mm-hmm. and you don't, but it's it's different. It's When you go in there with, a, with a, a bunch of other believers and you're all together and you can have somebody pray over you, pray with you, you can hold someone's hand, you can lace your hand on somebody's yeah. shoulder, and you can go and speak to the pastor one on one. That right there is different. Now, how often do you deal with that? Yeah. Oh man, how, I bet you get some people. You like a bucket, aren't you? Big yeah, old bucket. Yeah, we we uh, I, I listen from Monday to Saturday. Right. That's why I do a listen, and then Sunday I get to talk. Sunday you get to but, talk. Uh, yeah, a lot a lot of the the calling is just being a counsel, being a, a shoulder. God gave me some pretty wide shoulders, so shoulder to cry <laughs> on, a shoulder to lean on. Uh, Somebody to punch every now and then if they're, if they're a little bit frustrated. But, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of like you can watch a workout video at home. And you can watch it. There's not guarantee you're going to do it. But if you go to the gym and the presence of other people working out, yeah. you might be a little motivated to get moving. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hebrews 10 tells us, do not forsake the assembly. The words tell us that you should make an earnest effort to get together. Yes. Because when you come together with two or more, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. When we get there in the presence of God, things start to shake and happen. That's right. Um, you know, I, I know we only got 30 minutes, so I can't talk too much, but I've, I've seen as long I've, as you want. I've seen cases <laughs> where folks have come into church, like you say with the birds. I've seen folks come into church who've, who've been given medical diagnosis. The doctor said, hey, this is it. You know, make out your plans. We're going to be done with you in a few weeks. Yeah. And the Lord's people get to praying mm-hmm. and they get to moving. And in fact, my, my boy down in, in South Carolina, Pat, that was his testimony as a kid. Yeah. He, uh, he had a, a big growth, this, you know, just back in the 70s. Uh-huh. And the doctor says, you know, we're going to have to take off his 
probably his lit lower jaw. There's yeah. a good chance he might not make it. Right. Of course, and I understand, Brother Julius, now that I'm a father and a pastor, but he had to get up that Sunday morning and preach to the people. Right. And so he gets up there with a heavy heart and it's just struggling, you know, because he's trying to motivate these folks, but yet his, this is his uh, – this is his baby. This right. is like Abraham. You know, Abraham. And I, he's like, this is what this is what God gave me. Now, it's about yeah. to leave here. Yeah. But because the people were together, they said, "Look, Julius, you ain't got to say a word. Yeah. We're gonna pray. Yeah. And so the folks got up and they're church of God. Yeah. <laughs> Come so, on, so say they, no more. They, they didn't keep the pew down. <laughs> they all got up and they started walking around the sanctuary and they started praying. They started praying. Started praying. And uh, just a couple of days later. A, a little little boy who's probably one or two, whose lip was color my shirt as black as can be. Yeah, life came back. Oh in. man! And he's bigger than I am right now. Yeah, is he now? Yeah, a big dude. We eat I can't imagine that. Well, well, barbecue. He, he slimmed down some. So now, <laughs> that's not yeah. what I mean. They call they called us freaking fracking college. We were now, <clears throat> now you said now you said um he's bigger than you. He may be. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, He's he thick. He's going he to be a horse jockey. I know that. For, for, for those of you that haven't been able to follow on our live stream when we do our show, we have followers that watch us on Facebook. And uh, we were telling a story about how Pastor Roger grew up in South Carolina, and they would literally chase wild hogs down and hog tie them, and that's how they got their meat for a barbecue. Yes. My goodness gracious. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I really want to check it out one day. Do you, have you, when's the last time you did that, sir? Oh, man. Doing the math. I would say at least 25 years. Could you do it right now? Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, unwaveringly. He's like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But uh, back on topic, uh, yes, I love that, man, beautiful story. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that that gets down at uh, Assemblies of God Church is definitely a lot of, of, of healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people – there's power in prayer, and if we didn't believe that, we wouldn't do it on our live stream just about every show, um, and we thoroughly believe that. And this is, you know, and this helps. I'm glad we're talking about this topic because there is a way to get it done if you, for some reason, you can't make it to church. But it's just like we're told in Scripture, and just like, you know, Pastor Robert Roger's been saying so far, if you can make it, there's there's something else about being physically in the moment, physically present in the spirit of the Lord and the house of the Lord and going around and just being able to be personable and actually lay hands on someone and and even maybe not, we're not even talking prayer we're talking about just putting your hand yeah. on somebody's shoulder looking at them and say hey brother how you been doing yeah. you know I'm sure that you know you deal with that we, we, we talked about the joke earlier about how you know you run into the pastor of your church and you ain't been to church in a month and he says hey how you doing yeah and he gives you that little right. like you know that little nod and that little the, that the, little the, what dog, you call it? the dog got sick the painters had to paint on the weekend. Uh, the car broke down. Uh, mother-in-law was in town. You know, I'm like, hey, man, just see hey, what I can see. I can tell you what. I, I hope that, that he is watching this morning. Pastor Wallace Phillips out of uh, at a Carpenter Shop Church in Ahoski, North Carolina. Awesome guy. Awesome pastor. Awesome church. And um, he uh, one day he was watching the show, and I had missed a couple Sundays. Um, and that, that happens. I'm, I'm just being honest. It happens very often for me I'll, I'll, I'll make it every other Sunday and this time I think I'd missed two or three in a row and um he said something I think he said he missed me on on the live stream missed you in church the other Sunday and this and that and I said yeah I'm sorry and I was like I had a pest and I did I had, had a little pest problem at my apartment 
and uh, and uh, he was just like, I'd rather be chasing out uh, pests than be chasing out the devil. <laughs> and I was just like, hey. You I, and, you know, a pastor will get you in check. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. And uh, Scott just said something to one of, your, one of your members of your church. He said something about, uh, he said, hey, sometimes you just got to tell yourself, I need Jesus more than I need sleep. Oh, yeah. And this is all true, absolutely. And it's it's a lot like, I mean, what are we here for? This life is temporary, so we, we tell us, but still, while we're here on this earth, there are things that we got to go through that we don't necessarily want to go through, like work, paying bills, all these things. And what is the motivation you get for doing those little things that, in essence, really one day won't matter, but you still got to do it. You're not going to sit there and just give up while you're here on this earth. I mean, we still have to do certain things that we can't stand doing, but where do you get the motivation from that? How do you get up in the morning to handle those things? You, it's got to get done. The same thing is true of our faith, guys. We... You know, we have to be able to push ourselves and, 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 and try to make it to church when we can and if we can. It is very important. Um, now, of course, things are going to happen. You know, uh, you might be in like the, the first responder field and you might have, you might have been working a, a 14, 15, 16 hour shift and you just got off. You checked on 6 p.m. the night before. You didn't get off till 8 p.m., 8 a.m. The, the next morning. We get it. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> but you know, if you can make it, you know, make it because there's something truly special about being in church and whatnot. Um, you, now, you, you said something interesting, something I know, but I really want people to understand because I think it does relate to this topic, you know, because all throughout the week, you're dealing with issues yourself as a pastor. You're, you're, you're praying over people. You're going to visit people. You're going to fellowship with people that need you, that need, that need healing and whatnot. And what is that like for you as a pastor? And then how does it like kind of relate to uh, getting in there and actually preaching a sermon on Sunday? How much do they differ? And why is it, I mean, when you go through that all week, you know, how was it? You, you definitely probably want to see those people in church, and on, in church on Sunday, right? You want to see how they're doing from oh, a yeah. pastoral oh, yeah. standpoint, right? You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, do you, like, how do you... Um, how do you get it done, man? You go through all throughout the week. I mean, it's literally 24-7 for you, isn't it, as a pastor? Oh, yeah, we're on call all the time. All call. So, now, when you say on call, are you just saying I mean, I know you are. No, I'm saying, uh, like Archie this morning. Yeah. Uh, some mornings I'm at the hospital at 5 o'clock to pray with a person going in for surgery. Yeah. Some nights I don't get off the phone at 10 o'clock counseling somebody who's got an issue. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, you know, dire, got to fix it tonight, I can't rest till I get an answer thing. And then sometimes it's, you know, I got to hang that. Well, that's okay, too. Let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's that. talk about that. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely not a job. It's it's a calling yeah. and a passion to want to help people get closer to God, know that, you know, end of the day we're going to be all right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, people want to know. I mean, you, 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 some people, there's probably some people I would not, I know for a fact, you know, every now and then we get some folks up here that don't go to church. Um yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's it like at Rose Hill? How how long are you typically a uh, are you a out before twelve pastor or are you do you how long does your sermons typically last and whatnot? Just for you, it, it's like dominoes. If I can't get it to you in thirty minutes, you don't <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And that's the thing. I really, you know, and I really that's why I encourage people. I have and and please believe me. I, I, I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking about how. You know, I don't make it every Sunday, whatnot, but I do, I thoroughly believe, I'm not just saying, I believe no matter how far I fall short, there is importance in going and, and fellowshipping yeah. with other Christ followers and going physically to church. So that's why I tell people, look, man, have you been to church? Or look, girl, have you been to church? I can't find one I want to go to. 
I'm like, well, hey, you know, there's so many different types, <laughs> you know, and that's why people, some people, that's their that's their go-to. And I'm not saying they're always making excuses, but yeah. let's call them excuse what it is. It's an excuse. It's the Goldilocks syndrome. Yeah, what? To express, what is well, that? Yeah, Goldilocks, the chair's too hard, the chair's too soft. <laughs> the porridge is too hot, the porridge is too cold. Yeah, I mean, and, there's all, there's, and that's, what that's what people, because I'm not going to say, and I don't, please don't take this the wrong way. As churches, though, we've given people a lot of excuses but that's just because you have to be diverse because different people like to worship in different ways. Sure. But there are people, sermons can last like two hours, maybe even longer. Sermons last 30 minutes. Yep. There's some some types of folks, oh, I don't like how they, you know, sing mm. before yeah. they worship. You know, I don't like the type of music. That's yeah. a big one, isn't it? Not. <laughs> that's a big one. I don't like the type of music. And isn't it? Well, guys, church is like shopping sometimes. You can go somewhere. I guarantee you a good pastor, they, they're going to want you to go receive the word they're going to want you to go out there and get the word they want you to go out there and fellowship with other christ followers they want you to go to church and be as close to god as you can possibly get so if that's the if that's the case guys then go out there and find a church that's good for you um and i can tell you i can tell by you know what i've heard about rose hill and and all that yeah here we go put that up there rose hill is an awesome place to go get your worship on uh pastor roger coming on to this show i was really excited to get him on we've been trying to make it happen for a while uh yeah, I feel like the little kid that got picked last for kickball. <laughs> yeah, I, I was happy to be here. Well, hey, I just want to say you still beat some folks to this punch. <laughs> I, I, will, I want to reiterate that, but we are happy, and I, I, I'd love to have you back on. Yeah. And uh, I know we've talked about having your son on and whatnot and yeah, having him whatnot. Yeah. I'll get him up. That would be one. Uh, get him up. Is if, he still if, in if that got, phase? If you got a noon show, he'll do that. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Talk, about your, we'll talk about your church and how great it is. What time does service typically start, Rose Oh, Hill? we have a, a 9 o'clock. And 9 o'clock. We have 11 o'clock. Sunday school is in the middle. And uh, – same sermon, same, same humble old fella talking the same message. So now, do you? So you essentially preach two services? Yeah. Okay, and that's in that's in the morning. Yeah. Okay, good deal. Well, the, so, the nine o'clock is in our FLC, so it's a little more casual. Yeah. Uh, we usually have breakfast and coffee beforehand. Right. You know, uh, modern music, I guess you call it, and the, the Christian, you know, stuff you'd hear on the bridge, stuff you hear on K Love. Modern music. Yeah. That's you Drums and keyboards. And, and, and. Now, now, let me ask you now: modern music—that's a big thing for folks when they go talk about attending church. That's one of their yeah. little go-to's. Like I said earlier, what kind of music did you grow with in the church? Was that what kind of music did you grow up with in the church when you started? Oh, when you came oh, to Christ, like oh. what? You, what kind of you know music were you accustomed to at a young age? Well, uh, well, my mom owned a record store, mm-hmm. so I grew up, you know, listening to whatever sold. So it was R and B, uh, soul, country. And Western. Yeah. A uh, little bit of rock, disco, because disco was alive when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but that was where I grew up, kind of in the secular music, and, and kind of uh, thank the Lord that the grunts ever had left by the time I came to Jesus. And, yeah. Uh, and then so I, I started listening to Christian music and uh, grew up, well, I guess if you say I grow up, my birthday's coming up next week. I'll be a Christian for 25 years. Um, but as a King's Crossroads, Free Will Baptist Church. Shout out to Brother Bruce once again and, and the Prince of Port Samuel. Uh, but over there, and they had more uh, the hymns. Yeah. They're traditional. The rugged yeah. cross. Loved it to death. Yeah. Miss Judy would play like four or three times. Everything was fast. So yeah. if you didn't run every week, you would you were sucking wind singing because you couldn't keep up with her. But yeah. that's that's where I started. And, and when I became a youth pastor years later, uh, took kids up to King's Dominion. I'd never really heard like Michael W. Smith and uh-huh. Toby Mack. And, yeah. And so they're like, well, let's go to the concert. So we bought all the tickets and rode the rides, got heartburn. And this is at King's Dominion. King's right? Dominion, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm sitting up there with some of our, our, our youth leaders and 
15 teenagers and man, Toby Mac and those guys come. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it just blew me away. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know you could sing to Jesus that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it cool? Yeah. And I say Toby Mac because he was, at the think, time was out there. And, I think I went to a version of that. Now, did they call it King's Fest? King's Fest, yeah. That's what it, yeah, yeah. I went to it once and they had uh, for King and Country there, they had Crowder. And they had—I oh, yeah. forget who the other one was, but um, the, yeah, but it was. You're absolutely right, and I can tell you that uh, I had the same reaction, so to speak. Now, it was, I ain't gonna lie; it wasn't like initially, like I was like, "Oh man, this yeah. rocks," but like I, you know, listening to Christian music, I'll be just be honest. Like growing up, I, every now and then I would hear, it, and I'm like, "Man, mm-hmm. I just can't." I can't like I'm thinking from like a gym standpoint, going to the gym and working. I was like, "Man, I can't. Yeah. I gotta," you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I can tell you that. That when I realized one how good the music is, it is good. Yeah. You have to just open yourself up to until you realize, man, this is another form of worship. Yeah. You know, you listen to the words, listen to what's going on in 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 the lyrics and whatnot, and it truly is another form of worship. And it don't matter for me if you're listening to it from a 2019 album or a 1960 album. You know, if you can listen to some good gospel music, man, that's another form of worship. Why yeah. not do it? That's right. Um, but, uh, man, we have been really talking about some excellent stuff this morning. I'm so happy you came on. I'm being serious. I do want to have you back on, yeah. especially when Paul's here. We'll have to rustle, find some space somewhere. Maybe there's some space under this table. Think, yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Maybe they can hang me from the wall or something <laughs> like that. Yes, absolutely. Quacks McGee. We'll get it get, get it working. We'll make it work. We'd love to have your son on, too. Yeah, man. You've been very informative. Um, so, to end off this morning, uh, we the topic was, you know, uh, can you be a Christian and not attend church? Short answer, I think what we've described is yes, but if you can make it, why not make it? Because I'm telling you, you will be blessed if you can go to church. And every Sunday we know things happen. Wednesday are some churches that have a Wednesday service as well. There are some churches that do special services. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have uh, stuff at uh, Carpenter Shop like Celebrate Recovery for people who have had issues with, with uh, uh, addiction, drug addiction yeah. and any any other form of addiction because there's so many. It ain't just got to be drugs. There's many oh, types yeah. of addiction out there. People don't know. They always think we're talking about drugs. A lot of churches. Uh, Rose Hill does a phenomenal job. We thank you for coming on, sir. You you, you rock and uh, continue doing what you're doing over there with that congregation and that ministry because uh, I'm telling you, you're doing good work. Thanks, bro. You are Appreciate the man. It. And uh, stay tuned if you're just following our podcast and uh, you have a little bit more time this morning. We, of course, are going to keep on going. we got about another 30 minutes with our live show in general. But we love you guys. This has been the Beyond Limits podcast feeding WHIGTV. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so many more. We love you guys. God bless you.